got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When I write y'all, all across the USC, Compton, Watts, Bay to LA, from on the California, from valley to valley, we represent that killer county. So if you keeping it real on your side of your town, you tune in to Gangsta Chronicles. Gangsta Chronicles, we gon' tell you how it goes. Nose will grow like Pinocchio. We gon' tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. Gangsta Chronicles, this is not your average show. You're now tuned into the real MCA Big James and Big Steel. Strictly from the streets. Hello. We represent the James. Where you at? This is OG Gangsta Granny, and the Gangsta Chronicles podcast is back in effect. Get ready for some of that G shit and blaze up some Warner Marrow. I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Gangsta Chronicles podcast, and I'm with my homeboy. Big James. Yeah, you know, of course, MC8 is out there on the football field coaching the kids to victory and stuff. He'll be back in next week. Um, but before we get started tonight, I want to address a very, very um, serious situation. Um, James recently lost his um, father. Mr. Quintus, Wilborn, and I know, James, you guys um, had kind of just got acquainted, like, later on in your life. And we really got acquainted at 22. Um, he's always been around, and, you know, I always wondered why he was giving moms money and uh, giving me money. And, you know, I just didn't put two and two together until my cousin, Christine, rest in peace, she basically told me, you know, that's your pop. This was at a younger age. And I really didn't put two and two together until I started going to Texas with 
my pops James mm -hmm. and his family pretty much re, uh, rejected me was telling me I wasn't his son and and I wasn't part of the family and all that shit so all the jealous to, stuff yeah I had to deal with that and you know always wonder why this dude didn't you know take up for me mm -hmm. so I learned to cuss them out you know the you aunties, talk shit. <laughs> oh yeah they was all bitches they was that thing under they was on everything under the table. I, they was bitches and everything to me. So I didn't have family like that out there. They didn't look at me like that. Like they looked at my brothers. Like how is it now? Though? I'm I'm pretty sure it's changed now. By now at this time, huh? No, well you know, um, all of those people are gone now. His mother gone. He gone. His auntie gone. A lot of them are gone now. And you know, I really don't talk to any of them, but. You know, I got two brothers. I still call them my brother, Anthony and Barry, out there. Um, but other than that, I don't really communicate with nobody. Man, you know, um, hopefully y'all can change that dynamic, man, to get to know each other, you know, because family is a special thing, man. It can be a special thing. So I'm going to keep you up in prayers, brother, on that, man, that y'all find Appreciate resolution it. and resolve in that, man. And, you know, you know, it was a blessing at the age of 22, though, to get to meet your biological father, and that's a blessing, man, you know. Um, and we hit it off right off the top. Uh, you know, he was in the motorcycle club and then asked me, come on, son, I love to have you in the motorcycle club. You'll bring a lot to the bike set. And I was like, Pops, I'm still gangbanging this shit. I don't want to do that. I can't do them both. And, you know, just going up to the club and, and sitting back partying with him, I went and bought a motorcycle. And... Uh, I joined the club and you know they wanted to give me special treatment because I was too sweet son you know full patch I didn't want that and he was he man son I I, I love that because you could have got a full patch mm -hmm. just because of me because you're my son and man I was I, I, I love pulling up on the yard on, the, on my bike and he out there they drinking and kicking it and you know, right now today, still, you know, all the OGs, you know, they still got love for me. You know what I'm saying? That's a beautiful thing, so, man. That's a know. beautiful thing, man. Receive that, dog. You know, see that that's a special thing, you know. But tonight, man, as always, man, um, we got somebody pretty special in the house. Um, one of H-Town's finest, one of the originators down there. Um, and we go get into that tonight. Um, Lil Troy. What's up Ooh. with your partner? What's going on, Steve? What's up, James? Hey, man, sorry for your loss, man, and uh, keep your head up, man. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Thank you, bro. He'll want you to keep keep going. You feel me? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, That's man. You know, Troy, you got quite a history down there, man. Um, You had, I know you started Shortstop. What, what year did you start Shortstop Records? 1988. So you and the other label across town, Rap A Lot, pretty much started around the same time then. Yeah, like a year, right about a year before me, and uh, but we all came up in the industry at the same time, learning, going through all the trials and tribulations, hard knocks, you know, not knowing the music business. Got to go try to find a lawyer and pay him for his time to tell us certain things or not. We just figure out on our own. That's what I did. Mostly, I done. I figured this shit out on my own. You yeah, know, so yeah most of the smart ones do. Yeah. Most of the smart ones doing, and the first artist you had on the label was, if I'm correct me wrong, DJ Action, now known to the world as Scarface, correct? 
Yeah, he was actually he was Scarface when it was with me. Oh, he was Scarf. Oh, so we breaking news now. So Scarface he was Scarface before he even got over the rap a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He started off as DJ Action when he first came to me, and then we did that song together. I started Small Time, Dope Gang, Cocaine, Pushing Rocks on the Block, Never Broke Man. You know, when we did that song, he was talking about me and my little brother selling rocks on the block and stuff, you know, in the village, in the dead end and shit. So, and uh, when we made that song, they nobody know my name, they called me Scarface. And then right then, we just started saying, you know what? That's your name, nigga, Scarface. We're going to call you Scarface, nigga. And that's how I started off. It's on the album cover, you know, how we did it and everything. You know, I got a bunch of us sitting on my Cadillac back in the dead end in the village and stuff with all kind of guns all on the cover, sitting on my Cadillac and shit, you know what I'm saying? We were, we were just living apart, what we what, what we doing in our neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? My lifestyle. Because at first, Face was just 16 years old when he made that song. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't out there on the block selling no rocks or nothing. That's what we was out there doing, you know what I'm saying? Me and my little brother. So, you know, we kept him hid a little bit and Stay with my mama, you know what I'm saying? Space used to live with my mama and stuff. My mama used to cook for him and everything, you know what I'm saying? But Wow, okay. Yeah, that's how I started out back then like that, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so y'all took care of But you know on this show, man, we like to keep it G at all times. We go definitely talk about the music because it's a big part of your life. But I want to go back to them corners, to them blocks, man, the, the, the streets that spawn Lil' Troy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So now, 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 where are you from? Are you from the Fifth Ward? Is that Fifth, the Fifth Ward where you from? South Park, South Side. When you hear everybody say the South Side, the dead end, mm-hmm. I originated out the dead end, you know what I'm saying? So I helped create the culture of what they're doing now in the dead end. Okay, I got you. And you started off like so many of us, you was out there hustling. Hey, that's the only thing we knew at the time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we, that's the only way we knew to get some money in order to try to fund our life, our family. And then we started, started doing business only way we knew how to get some money was to go out there and hit the blocks, you know what I'm saying? Start selling rocks, and then you move up to four and a half or nine or bricks, and then you got them coming in. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how everybody started off, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we I, all from the hood. We all from the streets. So yeah. it was it was the hood before music. It was the hood before yeah, anything. It was good. And my old man, rest in peace, my dad passed a while back, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was like next thing to God to me. He the one put me in the game. You know what I'm saying? My old man was a merchant seaman, so he used to go out on them ships to other countries and shit and bring all that work back for the Colombians here in town, right? Mm-hmm. So he get them from the Colombians over, over, uh, over, over the country. Then he bring it back on the ship. He'll meet the ones he got to bring them to here, give it to them and stuff, right? And then when he showed me how to cook, you know, taught me how to cook, I started cooking for them to let them know how good it was because they didn't know how to cook. Oh, wow. So y'all was heavy in the game then. Yeah, my old man put me down. So when I got ready and started making making waves and needed more and more and more, I already had people I can go to because the old man was already connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you this, Troy, because um, we know we got a whole bunch of mutual acquaintances and you was doing you was definitely doing your thing. He's definitely verified, you know? He's definitely yeah. verified and certified, you know, an official, <laughs> official like a motherfucker. Um, did you ever start feeling the heat? What makes you want to, like, um, diversify your portfolio and jump out the game? What incident happened that makes you say, you know what, fuck this selling rock shit, I got to go do some other shit? Uh, I would never fuck this selling rock shit to a long time, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that, I ain't going to lie, man. It, it was uh, making too much money in the streets and at the time to just up and stop. But I started doing music because I played music in the 
from the third grade in school. And then my mom and my dad and them had bands, you know, outside playing the nightclubs when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. So I just go to the clubs with them, and I'm 11, 12, 13 years old, watching them play and stuff, you know, and they practicing at the house. I'm playing in, I'm playing in the band in school. So it was quite naturally, it was just in my blood. I was born to, to be a hustler and to a musician, you know what I'm saying, from old man. Okay, okay. So so it wasn't no um, come to Jesus moment, as they say, that made you say, you know what, fuck this, I got to get out the game. You didn't get robbed. You said you kept doing your thing. I had to make enough money to... Uh, to put this music out, you know what I'm saying? We ain't had about giving us no money. So now, you know, when you put out an album back then, studio time was high as hell. <laughs> it, studio time was not cheap. Wasn't no CDs, burn no song on no CD. We were burning songs on a four-high VCR tape. When I put my first record out with Scarface, we burnt the music on a four-high VHI uh, 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 video uh, tape. That's for sure. You know There's some ADATs. For them kids out there, they don't know nothing about everything no, on the laptop. Uh, That's the ADATs. This before the A-Dad. I ain't much talking about the A-Dad. I got to go, got to take you back for the A-Dad. Damn, before the A-Dad? A VCR, a VCR tape is what I mastered Scarface song to and send it off to get get it put on wax. Wow. Fourth high VCR tape. You know what? That was the first big technology Damn. right there. That was the first big one. So you talk about going back then and everything was high as hell. It used to be to go to a recording studio back then, James, like 88. You was gonna spend every bit of anywhere from seventy five an hour to up to two fifty. Yeah, that, that's when I started. When I first met uh, Scarface, him and him and him and Bruce Bruce Rose and uh, Beto. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm hustling. So you know they tell me he can rap. I listen to him on, on on over the phone. I'm like, okay. You know, I had that big old brick ass phone. You know what I'm saying? I had that big brick phone back then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In the 80s. and um, I heard him. He was cool. And so me and Beto hooked up. Me and Beto, we, we, we was hustling though together, you know what I'm saying? Going out of town, selling, selling rocks and, and packs and everything else all out of town. When you hear Ice Cube say, uh, four game bangers, professional crack slangers, mm-hmm. I just knew he had done peep down my life and was talking <laughs> about me, what I was doing down here. I'm like, how in the hell this nigga, that's what we do. We go hit a block, don't know nobody out of town and set up shop. Only thing was different that we weren't game bangers though, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I never I never play as Crip or Bloods or nothing. You know what I'm saying? I always just been a G, able to go wherever, fuck with whoever, about making some money, let's make some money. Well, I love to hear how you did that to go in somebody else's neighborhood just fresh off the bus, out the car, and then pull up and start slanging. Now you open up shop. I know you had a lot of enemies trying to do that there. Nah, cause when you bring that work and you making it making sure everybody eat. They love you from out of town. Though. Okay, but well, see, that's what it was. You you was passing it and looking out for everybody. Yeah. Had them working. Yeah, I had made sure that when I got on the block, I find a nigga who was really making it, who doing it, I put him in. Right. And make sure he put everybody else in. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm going to be out there too. I'm going to get mine, but we got what you need. You need another house? You need whatever? Here you go. And I ain't just bust him over the head all the time like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I know how to... Finesse my way in the game with motherfuckers and peoples and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I try to come in and strong arm and just take over and like I'm ah. Now I get on, but if if I don't have to, and I can get this money quiet as possible and move on, that's what I do. Smart man. Shit, that's the best way right that's there. The way to get down. That's the best way to get down. So, what was your spots, Troy? What parts? You know, that's a long time ago. Statue of limitations. Where were you allegedly at? What, 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 what different spots was you hitting? What was your hot spots? 
all over all over Texas, mostly Port Arthur, South Side, North Side, or Southwest Side. I just go wherever, man, because you know, you know, I just my nuts just hung in my socks. I know I had a good mouthpiece, and I I know how to treat people and talk to people and make sure we got that money. It was it was all great, but when you come over to another, another neighborhood or somewhere else, sometimes they know of you. You know what I'm saying? People heard, oh, I heard of Latroy. Yeah, okay, that's such, 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 Latroy. So they be like, all right, what the nigga got going on? And when I present this money to them, how we gonna make this money together? Hey, everything else go out the window. And at the time, you know, Bloods and Chris weren't real, real big down here. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't really have that set that said, like, you can't go over here because you gone blue. You can't go over here because you gone red. We didn't, it wasn't that bad when I first jumped in the game back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And I just stayed neutral the whole time. So right now, you can be at my house back then or at my studio. I have Bloods and Crips in the house at the same time. We all hustling together. Ain't nobody starting no shit because they know I'm neutral. When you come fuck with me, hey, it's all about money. We, we OGs. We make us money, all right? We hustlers. And, and I, that's where I carried myself the whole entire time. I ain't disrespect them. They ain't disrespect me. They showed me love. That's how I just rolled, man. I still roll that way right now today. Yeah, well, let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this, big dog. You mentioned the Crips and the Bloods, and I know they both deep down in Texas, all through Texas, ain't they? Now. Yeah. Yeah, they deep through Texas. When did you notice, what, what year did you notice um, the gangs like that starting to infiltrate like Texas? Really like 90. Three, 92, 93, 94, they really started getting real deep down there then, 93, 94. My little brother, he was a five deuce hoover, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he went to prison at, at, at 92, and uh, I went in 91, he went in 92, and I got out at 93. He was a five deuce hoover, and all his hoover friends, Sam and all them big boys that was, that was known, that were ranked up. When I come home, you know, later on, they was like, man, your little brother done put in so much work with us, bro. Whatever you need, man, you just holler, man. You got us, man. I said, y'all y'all know I don't play it. I ain't like that. They said, no, OG, you, you done made your way already, bro. You ain't got to. I said, all right, fine, fine then. You know what I'm saying? My little brother right now still still locked up from 1992 done did life sentence. You know, they got life sentence right now. Oh, wow. Sorry yeah. to hear that, man. Like so many of us, man, locked in them cages, dog. Yeah. And you know, now when that first came down there, did that meet any resistance? Because I remember, like, um, and this is going back further. I'm originally from Cleveland. Okay. In Cleveland, what happened with us, it was a whole bunch of L.A. cats that came. Now, yep. and what was funny, it was like all the Bloods came into Akron, Ohio. All the Crips went into Cleveland, which is a bigger city, but the Bloods kind of locked down them smaller little cities around, you know, around the big cities. Like, they mm -hmm. wouldn't go into Columbus. They would be on in um, Bath, Ohio, or somewhere, Dayton, Ohio, like them other little off-brand places, but I noticed more of them start coming through. Did they come down there on the hustling tip? They came down hustling. You know, we didn't, I ain't, I ain't never, I have not one time in my whole entire life gotten to it with a blood or a crib. In my whole entire life of being out in these streets and not being in the streets. Mm -hmm. Not one time. They came down here, they was like more, they started what they was doing, but they respected us hustling because we were more, H-Town niggas was down there hustling together. You know what I'm saying? We would go hustle from, take work to different side of town. They side of town would come get work or whatever. We wouldn't, we wouldn't own, own, own that at the time. You know what I'm saying? For us, me and my clique and my crew and niggas I fuck with, we wasn't worrying about red or blue. Let's get this green. I heard, I heard the fuck so out of that. It was never an issue with me. You know what I'm saying? I, I guess I got blessed to be one of the ones that never had an issue with nobody like that. You know what I'm saying? For us, 
no 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 gang affiliated. Well, to be real, you know, to, to be honest with you and James, you probably could attest to this. Usually the guys that get caught up is the guys that be out there and there's some shit they ain't got no business into anyway. Cats that usually remain neutral and mind on their own, it, they really don't have too much to worry about often. Well, a lot of this shit came when the homies just start bringing homies out there just to kick it. Mm-hmm. Them the ones that was hanging out or going to the store starting shit with other people. They went out there selling dope or nothing. They just out there to kick it. but they And then they wind up living there. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. you know, because it's totally different from being in the hood. See, in the hood, you couldn't get away with all that shit. You go out of town, like going to Denver. You know, when we went to Denver, you know, it was some homies out there that shouldn't have been out there. You know what I'm saying? So he bringing, I bring two cats, two of the homies to come kick it. down. he bringing two of the homies to come kick it. Now they just hanging out, doing their thing. Yeah. You know, the game banging thing. And that kind of fucked it up. If 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 the hustlers just stayed hustling and left the homies where they at, mm-hmm. the game would have been it, it would have stayed tighter. Yeah, because it seemed like Troy had his shit wrapped up tight because it don't y'all ain't even had to go out of town, niggas. Y'all y'all just go around Texas and be good. Go around Texas and be good, you know. Then uh, I I had a group from Kansas City, right, called Mass One Eight Seven. They they were Crips. You know what I'm saying? And they, they ride around with the KC shit on all down here and stuff. I had to get them straight. Hell up, man. I respect what y'all got going on. Y'all signing my label. But I'm a hustler. I'm OG in this game, man. I, I, I We don't just go trip because they got on red or they got on gray or they got on orange or whatever. So when y'all be with me and you see these dudes come around, don't y'all start tripping. They're going to respect that y'all. They're going to respect y'all too because who I am, they ain't going to just start no shit because they know we're going to have a big old following night if they do. So I had a group that was that was crypt. And I remember going to Kansas City with them, you know what I'm saying? Going promoting Kansas City and go to the club. One side of the one side of the club is all all crypt, the other side all blood. When they get on the dance floor, they dance and they go back to their side of town, they they side of the club. And I'm like, wow, what the fuck? I mean, how y'all getting money like this? You know, I, I come down there to get some money. I brought some work with me to go promote for y'all and for me to hook up with everybody in down in the city. Well, I, just, I got me a new, a new trap spot down there in Kansas City and shit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we named the album Crooked City and all this here. So I'm like, oh, man, this ain't going to work, bro. We need to make, make some neutral type shit. And it didn't really work. It did, it did all right. You know what I'm saying? But I noticed that at that particular time, that was in like 96 when I signed them in mm-hmm. 1996. 96, 97, when I, and then when I signed the major label to sign the major label, they was having little issues and stuff because they couldn't go everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Because when they go, they flagging. Everywhere they go, they flagging. Totally. So when I go with them, we go in other places, the other side, other side of town and stuff. Motherfucker knew I was. They like, Detroit, they, they, don't, your boy's tripping? I said, nah, man, they just, well, they, they're from Kansas City, bro. They, they just down there with me, man. They're my group. They're good. They're good. I mean, but I had to really talk to a lot of other people because they thought, they was flag, you know, if you flagging, you about about it. Right. You know, and to the day, I have never learned not one of their game signs. Now, I can't throw up not one sign. And I had some crypts with me as my as my uh, uh my artist. I done signed a late, I done signed a deal with the people out of New York. We getting money, but I, I didn't never let them what they were doing drag me into what they had going on. You, 
I, I never let what they was doing drag me into it. I feel like, no, I'm going to drag y'all over on my side where I'm at as being a, a hustler. That way we can go where we want to go and do what we need to do. But that, that I, I felt it a little bit when I had that group. Other than that, I never I never had no issues nowhere. Hey, let's pay some bills real quick and we get right back to y'all. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. All right, so you out there hustling and doing your thing. You said you went and sat down and did a bid in 91, right? Yeah, 91. I went and did a bid in 91, come back in 93. And that's when when you came out, and that's when shortstop records really start cracking and doing their thing, right? No, I, first, I went to jail. I already had put out Scarface for then. Oh, so you had already put out Scarface and went to jail and came back out and jumped in the game again? Yeah, I went to jail in, 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 in 89. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I put Scarface out in 89. I went to jail in 91. And uh, now I come back in 93. I was out here by myself. My little brother was gone. It was like my little henchman gangster at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So then I started... Doing that's when I put out Mass 187, you know, and I put out another little group and stuff in 96 and 97. Then I was like, fuck this shit, man. This shit ain't gonna work. I gotta put myself out. Tell you what, I put myself out 
1998, sitting fat down south. I say, I put myself on the cover. I got an X500, big old Mercedes Benz coupe. I got Rolex. I got jewelry. I got the money. And uh, people know who I am. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do my own album. <laughs> so I did my own album. And then, then I put uh, everybody out the neighborhood on my album and it popped off because I was never afraid to go nowhere and promote my shit. You know what I'm saying? When when I had the other groups, they can't go everywhere because they flagging everywhere they go. You know what I'm saying? So I can go to any car wash, any beauty shop, any hood, neighborhood. I jump out in my big old Cadillac or, or my, my coupe Mercedes Benz and I got CDs, I got cassettes and I got all this shit. I'm selling shit every motherfucking day. You know what I'm saying? I was hustling. I took the game from selling rocks to selling... First, I started selling cassette tapes when I had Scarface. And you know what? And and, and to be real with you, the, the Sitting Fat Down South was your label's biggest selling EP of all, LP of all time, wasn't it? Yeah, Sitting Fat Down South. You know, that's when I put that Wonderville Ball and all the other songs on there. You know what I'm saying? But that was me just putting other people that know how to rap out my city on with me and let me go promote it. Let me be the face. Instead of me putting somebody else on the face and they, they don't want to leave their house, they don't want to leave their gal, and they don't want to go promote. And nigga, I'm in the clubs every night. I'm in the hood every day. Every day I'm leaving out the house, I got a bunch of wax. I was selling wax at one time. The seat, the uh twelve inch vinyl. Yeah, the vinyl. Yep, the vinyl. I used to sell, sell twelve inch vinyl and cassette on the corner in the hood <laughs> everywhere. You feel me? Then when I did sit fast down south, I put it out, and then I I, I caught a case in '98. Right? Uh -huh. I caught the case in 98. And so I come back and say, you know what? I'm going to still put this album out. I put the album out. And uh, while I'm fighting the case, the Fed case and shit, the album pop off. Popped off while you was fighting the case, huh? While I'm fighting the case. So come November, I had signed for some time. Now here it is. I got a video playing on BT, song playing and everything. You know what I'm saying? So... When uh, I had them to give me some extra time, and I went on and got it promoted right, kept it going. So, and I shot a movie while I was gone before I left. I shot a movie in 12 days. I shot my parts in four days. So I let somebody, I let my people put the movie out, and I went and sat down in, in, in January, in the December to January. Uh, December, went to jail. I sat down there a uh, year and a half, 18 months. Yeah, I come yeah. home, and when I signed with Universal, so you so like, you didn't go major till you came home? Yeah. I, I didn't know that, man. You yeah, had an like, incredible you know, journey. I, I, I signed a deal with him. You know what I'm saying? I signed a deal with him before I went to jail. But I couldn't go promote or do nothing. But the, it already had legs. You know what I'm saying? Because Tony Draper had called me and said, man, these people down there in uh, New York looking for you, bro. I said, who looking for me, T? He said, man, Universal Records trying to sign you. I said, man, I'm going to go to jail, bro. He said, man, they trying to holler at you, bro. So uh, mm -hmm. he put me on the phone with Monty Lip and them. Then they they flew down the next day because I had a show. I was doing still doing shows before I went to jail. They came down, hollered at me, flew me to New York the next day. I did a deal with them, and then I came back home. And a month later, I went I went to jail. Now Troy, and, did, did you tell them? Did you tell them white folks you was going to jail when you went down there and signed that paper with them? Nah, did I? No, nah, I ain't tell them. I ain't know exactly what I was gonna get yet, so I ain't no need to tell y'all nothing till I get it straight now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so for real. Shit, ain't nothing wrong with that. You when you say I'm gonna go get this check before I go go to jail, they ain't gotta know that. I'm gonna get this check, and they, they gonna figure it out. They try to play me at first though. They ain't think I knew. I, they ain't know anything I knew. I knew the paperwork and knew the business. You know what I'm saying? They flew me to New York by myself, but I called my lawyer in Philadelphia. He, he flew. He, he drove the train down there. 
we end up going over paperwork and they see me reading everything line for line, line for line, line for line. No, I don't like this. Just don't take this out. Take this out. Take this out. I mean, they was tripping to see my lawyer not doing all that and I was doing it. But I've been reading books about the business. You know, then when I go take a shit, I sit there and read a book. While I'm neither on the counter hustle for a little bit, I go sit there and read the book. We didn't have the internet then, so I had to learn the business. So when I, so I went to jail, I called them about four months before I started getting out of jail. Right? I said, hey, y'all, look here. I'm finna get out of jail. We need to start a big ball of shot caller, walk the walk, talk the talk, fresh off lock. We need to start doing all this, get some shit going on. You know what I'm saying? They was like, nah, I'm trouble. We're going to have to wait till you come home and all this shit is. I came home. I ain't must fuck with them no more. Oh, so you just told them to give you a release? Yeah. I, let me how I told you I played this side, right? When I come home, I tell Monty, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Monty, here you go, my album cover. I want to put my album out. He said, Chubb, man, we need to, uh, right, this is my release date. He said, Chubb, we can't give you no release date till we hear the music. I said, what you mean you need to hear the music? He said, well, the A&R department need to hear what you're going to put out. I said, hold up. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the A&R. When y'all heard my album, it was already out selling and everything. That's why y'all came to me. So I'm not finna send my music down there and let somebody hear my music and tell me what they like. That's not what that's not what's finna happen. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So they didn't want to give me a, a, a release date. I said, all right, well, I'm gonna just put this motherfucker out of my goddamn self. Monty, come on now. You trying to stop my livelihood. So he said, you know what, Troy? We done made some money together. You've been great artists, and ain't no problem with you. I'm gonna release you. I said, cool. So he released me. The next day, the two days later, I wait. I say, Monty. I call him, hey, Monty. Hey, Troy, what's going on? You coming back? I said, no. I ain't get that check yet. He said, what check? I said, that pay or play check for 150 He said, what? You? I say, look in the contract. Either y'all put my next album out. You got, if not, you got to give me 150 and you still got to pay me. He said, let me call you back. He hung up 10, 15 minutes later. He called me back. Hey, Troy, it's in the middle. You had tomorrow. I had a pay or play uh, 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 in, in the contract. If they ain't put my album out, they had to pay me. Now that's some cold shit right there. So I got one fifty from them just to let me off they to let me off they label. Yeah, and, and, and if I'm correct, that next shit you put out blew up, didn't it? No, nah, it ain't no nah, the world trace in the blue up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I put the I, I put the album out with Koch. I uh, went to Koch and got a 60-40 deal. So now nah, I'm finna really get paid. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm finna get paid, paid. So, but the album came out September 11, 2000, uh, oh, yeah. and it fucked up everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, so, rest in peace to all the people in fact, because we not laughing at that day, ladies and gentlemen, we laughing at the situation no, he was in, right. because everybody that put a record out that week flopped. Everybody, yeah, every last person. That, <laughs> oh, there was a bunch of us. There was a bunch of us that put a record out that day. Mm -hmm. There was a bunch of us that, I, I can't think of everybody's names, but it was a bunch of records, a bunch of albums that put out that day and everything just went cra went sour, you know what I'm saying? And 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 my my business it, it, it took me under because uh when I got resigned with Koch, I had a big old ass like a little mansion, like not a little mansion down there, a mansion really. All the cars I wanted, the Mercedes, the three for Mercedes Benz, the Cadillac, the Vans. I had Navigate, I had everything, all the jewelry I want. So now this 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 deal with Koch, I'm getting sixty forty of the deal. I can, you know what I'm saying, relax and, and you know, you know what I'm saying, kick back now. But shit, when that when that happened, that that made me go underground. I mean, that took it took a lot of people out of business. I just never jumped off the building and killed myself or nothing, you know what I'm saying? But my money dried up with Universal, money dried up with Koch, the money dried up with Southwest Wholesale. We was all just like, whew. Well, I'm gonna tell you about that not. Southwest Wholesale. See, James, Southwest Wholesale was a big distributor down there. Mm. Yeah, because them cats in Texas were selling a bunch of fucking records. Didn't have to leave oh. Texas, 
Them motherfuckers that filed bankruptcy, and all I remember is motherfuckers calling my line that day, talking about, man, if these motherfuckers don't give me my money, something yeah. gonna happen. You remember that day it. when Southwest Wholesale like, filed the bankruptcy shit, and they closed the doors? Yep. Look, before they closed, though, right, I'm saying I done made almost like a half million dollars fucking with them, right, on, on one bill baller. And then when I still had about, I think, 20-some thousand records still sitting on the ground at Southwest Wholesale when Universal came and picked me up. I, I made a deal with them. Let me sell off my catalog first before y'all put y'all shit out. <laughs> Damn. I got some more money out there. <laughs> he a cold motherfucker. Troy, let me ask you this, because you got a brilliant business mind. Do you ever consult? Because I notice it's very few of the artists in Houston wind up getting fucked over. You know, it's a few of them that do, but you don't hear a whole bunch of them horror stories. Do you usually game the young homies up before they jump in the game? Man, they don't come ass. You know what I'm saying? Hey, a closed mouth don't get fed, but a lot of them, they don't fell by the wayside. You know, they ain't, they ain't get the money they supposed to get. They ain't, they ain't making money off a lot of the stuff they've been doing. It's just not publicized or nothing like this is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so for they, sure. You know, if, if if they come and talk to me, I'll lace them up. Yeah. You know, you, you know, Universal Records don't must have my masters. Dang James, that's... why you looking at me like that, James? I'm I'm just sitting here tripping that <laughs> this brother's sitting here and and you know, because I'm on the other side where, you know, I've seen the pimping going on, but the pimping, pimping is what I'm listening to right here. You actually when, when, getting your money without I, the, the BS. You know when I I'm gave saying? you when I gave Universal the album, I gave them a CD. And they made copies off of it. <laughs> <laughs> you just so you yeah. just gave them the album that you had already put out and said, here you go, press this shit up. Yeah, make make y'all some copies. <laughs> they, they, can't re, they can't remix not one song of my shit. I got the reels. So let me ask you this. So you didn't give them niggas none of the files or none of that shit. You just gave Troy, you know why we laughing, because I love it, dog. You beat them motherfuckers at their own game pretty much, and you yeah. were so hot in the streets they couldn't do nothing but accept it. They done they asked me while back for the reels and all that. I gotta give them together. I got other songs on there. I gotta transfer them and I ain't never gave them shit. <laughs> he said he yeah. gave them motherfuckers. They just let it go. Hey, what they gonna come down and take it? No, they ain't gonna do that. <laughs> they ain't gonna do it. You know what? So one thing I always wanted to ask you, because you clarified some Scarface had the name Scarface before he went over to rap a lot. What made you decide, like, like when that happened, like you don't put all your time and invested your energy into this artist, man. You say you stand at your mom's house, then he come to you and wanna go somewhere else. How was that? Was that a hard conversation? Hell no, because I was making some money in the street. I ain't made no money with Scarface music yet. That wasn't no big deal. You know what I'm saying? It was like, shit, go ahead. I ain't tripping on that shit. Go ahead. I'll get another artist. I ain't care about that shit at the time. You know what I'm saying? And then when the James guy put it out, he called me and told me, you know what I'm saying, he, he needed to holler at me. You know what I'm saying? So he came and talked to me. I said, Jay, man, I ain't worrying about that, man. I, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you want to do with Face, you can do with Face. I don't care about that. He said, look at look, look, Troy, this is what I do for you. Once I get it popping, I get it going on, I come back and look out for you and give you some distribution or help you out some kind of way. All right, well, holler at me when you get it popping then. I ain't tripping. But as to right now today, he ain't never helped me out yet. I went to him for a favor, and um, he didn't give me the favor I asked for. Hey, it is what it is. I kept it popping. You just kept it moving. Let me, yeah. Let me ask you this. When the... Um... When your song blew up, Wanna Be a Baller blew up, did he come try to holler at you? Everybody did. They tried to get me to put my album, my song on on the Realest Niggas Down South album. When they came out, the Realest Niggas Down South, mm -hmm. 
They wanted want to be a baller to be on that. I was like, no, nah, y'all can't have my main song. I give you one of the other songs. Fuck them niggas, a bitch in my book or something. Y'all can have one of them songs. But other than that, we had no no ties together, no kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, now you from now, now you from South Park. Yeah, South Side. Yeah, South Park. South Side. Y'all had y'all used to have a lot of beef. Like I noticed down there in Texas, this used to be the North Side against the South Side. That shit used to jump off, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. We still went to the clubs out there. You still went to y'all still went to clubs. There was a lot of niggas getting their cars, taking all kind of shit, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that was back in the day. But you know, I, I ain't never had nobody take my car or try to take my car or try to jack me or nothing. You know, so I never had that issue. Most of them knew me. You know what I'm saying? And they, they used to call me little Uzi man back in the day. So, you know, I had that little little man. That little man complex too, you feel me? Back in Russell. <laughs> so, I ain't have I ain't had no big brother. So I'm my own big brother. You know what I'm saying? So we made it through all that shit like this, like that, you know. You know, cause I, I went to I said, Jay, man, look here, man. Look, I got a couple bricks to the side, bro. I was doing mass when I said, I say, man, give me seventy-five thousand and I'll pay you back. Ain't no contracts and nothing. Just loan me the money, and that way I can have some money just to keep on flashing. I had a couple bricks I need to get rid of here and there and shit. But he say, I say, I need some money and I need some contacts. He say, shit, the contacts more important than the money. <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like that nigga too, dog. <laughs> I don't forget that, man. I say, well, give me both. He say, man, we'll talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But at the time, I think I went hit a lick or something. You know what I'm saying? I ain't need it, so I never back. I never went. I never really went back and pursued it and asked him for it. You know what I'm saying? So it was all good. <laughs> yeah, you you know Troy. And the thing is, man, everybody I talk to tell me what a real catch you is, man. And me just us just sitting up here to talk to you, man. It's refreshing to be able to talk to a motherfucker that actually got some backbone to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? And um, so. You having all this success going on. You did mm-hmm. another stinning show, didn't you? Uh-uh, I just did that one in the feds thing. When I got out the feds, I ain't been back. Oh, so you've been living clean since then, man. With all yeah. the stuff going on in like um with, with all the stuff that's going on like in Houston right now and in Dallas, like all the killing and stuff that's going on, man. What you think about that down there? You think these cats are just influenced too influenced by what's going on, on TV and everywhere else? They they too they too influenced by something. I don't know what the fuck it is because we just wasn't killing each other like that at the time, you know what I'm saying? We, well, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? If you can't fuck with me, you're gonna get the business. That's just that's just it, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, I'm trying to make some money with you. I don't give a damn where you're from, what's going on, let's make some money. You know what I'm saying? Even when I was locked up, I was looking out for motherfuckers when I was locked up in the feds and shit. I'm looking out for motherfuckers down in the feds. I'm looking out for niggas that I, I, out in the world keeping them popping because, you know, I was a main source. So I still was able to, you know, make things happen for them while I was still in the feds and shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, then I had money coming in from Universal, too. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was good. until Scarface sued me until I get the letter. My lawyer come, my lawyer, my wife, well, my girlfriend rather the time, they come to the feds. I said, damn, Warren, what you doing here? Oh, Poppy, I got some bad news for you. I said, what's, what you mean, bad news? What's going on? Scarface suing you. I said, for what? He said, well, he's suing you for half a million dollars because you put that, that song that you did with him on your album and you used his vocals. I said, man, I, that nigga ain't suing me for real. One. He said, man, they suing you, man. And so I worked a deal out with Scarface. I gave him $220,000, you know what I'm saying, you know, off the album. Universal paid him on my behalf, 
And then, you know, I got out, you know, me and him had some little issues and shit going around for a little while. And uh, beef, it was like on TV type beef, on wax beef. We we, ended, we never had no issue when we seen each other, nothing like that, you know. And now today that we're good friends, I, you know, we talk every couple of weeks. Oh, we see each other, we laugh and talk about it and all this stuff. But, you know, when he sued me, I was pissed off like a motherfucker, two and twenty thousand. I said, "What well, this nigga need to give his bitch a condo or this side piece of condo about a car or something? You know what I'm <laughs> that they gotta help you. I got you started. Now you wanna sue me because I put I sampled your voice on a song of mine. You know what I'm saying? You wanna sue me. Yeah, yeah. but I I settled with him. Yeah, but you know what's good to hear though, man, that y'all both is grown men about it and y'all put that shit behind y'all and y'all kicking it. You know what I mean? Oh. Oh, it took ten years. It took over ten years though for before we started kicking it though. We were beefing and we were beefing talking about each other on songs and 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 podcasts and everything else for a good while. It it went down. So he actually got down. you out of your character. He took you out of character. No, they no, no, he didn't take me out of character because it'd have been one of us wouldn't have been here. <laughs> I didn't get out of character. <laughs> this nigga this nigga. Hey. Huh. I, I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, so I knew I couldn't rap against Scarface. He made songs about me, and, you know, saying they talking about me and stuff. Okay, that's cool. I made a DVD about him. I put a DVD out on him. You know what I'm saying? I know how to win the game. I, I'm gonna win the fight. I might not win the way you want to play the play the game. Right. But I'm gonna play the game. How I know how to win the game. Now, since since y'all good friends now, and this all stuff yeah. this out in public record, I never got to see the DVD. What was on the DVD? Oh man, uh, boy, look here, paperwork. It was called paperwork. <laughs> a friend of mine, I didn't know him. Little nigga got out of jail, and um, Scarface was on his paperwork, and he came holler at me. Little Troy, say, man, I heard Scarface know talking about you, bro. I'm from I'm from South Park. Where you at, bro? Hey, look at these papers right here, man. Don't let this nigga get away with it. And I seen the paper and read it. I was like, whoa, okay, hold up. Got my angle back now, cause I can't <laughs> out rap face. Ain't too many motherfuckers around here gonna out rap face. Period. On no on no record. Oh no, he's so one of the greatest of all time. Out. Yeah, I put a DVD out at the time and 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 with with a, with a soundtrack to it, and I had them motherfucker people so scared to look at it. People were like, oh, I don't want to see that. That oh, I don't want to see that. That's too real. It was too real. Record store, some of the record store didn't want to pick it up. Dudes were like tripping. How the fuck you get this? What's fuck? I mean, they was tripping on how I put a DVD together and told the whole life story of me and Face and my life and everything on a DVD uh, and with the paperwork and shit. Oh man. I would go out of town if I find out he was doing a show. I would go out of town where he going to do a show at and pass out flyers and stuff. Look who's <laughs> talking now. Scarface of the Ghetto Boys. And give out a bunch of DVDs. Yeah, <laughs> you stabbing him. And you know what's called? That he was stabbing him. Not only that, he went and made some money off the beef. He said his strategy is to make some money off this shit. But they are, y'all are good friends now. Y'all cool are we now. Good? Oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Right oh, he, he, he came back and tried to sue me and stuff and everything again. And we, we met up and talked. And we, we, we boys now. I can talk about the shit now. You know what I'm saying? It ain't right. no problem. You know, you know I, I usually must say nothing about it too much. Cause we boys now, this shit behind us. But that's a part of our history. You know, history you cannot, you can't omit history. Well, that's you, cool. And, and you, you know, know, the thing is that that's all water under the bridge, though, Big. Oh bro. yeah, water under the bridge, man. I can call bridge. him. On, I, I see if I can call his ass on the phone right now. He has a phone. What, what up, OG? First thing gonna say, you know what I'm saying? And we laugh and talk. Yeah, we did. We, we, we did face some Willie D a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Face and my little brother talk on the phone all the time from prison. My little brother got man, my little brother so lie down. I need to put his ass on the phone, right, y'all. This nigga got a big old 35-inch TV hanging from the burglar bars, carpet on the floor, everything in prison. Headphones, his radio, his, his cell phone, and everything. Oh, you said you can call a nigga right now? I'm see if I get him on the phone on FaceTime. Call, call him right now. Shit. Yeah, that's how it really goes. Call him now. Yeah, call him now. Let's all at him. Uh, man, man, my, my little brother's so loud down there, man. Gangsta Chronicles exclusive, y'all. Red, red, Gangsta Chronicles, you know what I'm saying? He a crip. You know what I'm saying? He plays when he was he played when he was 17, 16, 17. And he still, he don't just out doing active. He tried to talk to him about life now because he's much older and stuff. Right. But he, he and all of them know him. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know him in the prison. I mean, he just like that. Let me text him right quick. He gonna get on the phone though. You know, he, he gonna call right back. I hope he call right back while y'all here. Oh, it's cool. We, we got we got us a little time. We got us a little time. Hey, you yeah, know, yeah. Okay, we finna tap in with some of the sponsors that help us to bring y'all this amazing content. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Now, you know, Troy, one of the things I was going to ask you, man, we talking about Houston. Is is there a divide between Houston and Dallas? Because it seemed like Dallas like a whole different damn state when you go out there. Oh, 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 the culture, the whole culture is different. Dallas and Houston, like two different states. That's like Northern California and Southern California. Yeah. yeah, it's like two different states. You know what I'm saying? We don't fix our cars up like they fix their cars up. We don't dress like they dress. We don't have no haircuts like they wear. We don't drink, you know, we drink syrup and shit down here. How we start that shit down here. 
They don't do that shit down there in Dallas, up there in Dallas like we do here. You know what I'm saying? But now we be trying, Dallas niggas try to come out and do songs with certain Houston niggas and stuff, try to get on, but it's never made nothing pop. I don't know why. It's just never been a big Dallas-Houston connect, and, and, and they doing a bunch of shows and songs together and all that. It's just they never just popped off. I don't know why. Yeah, I crazy. go down all the time. That's crazy. You know, you, you mentioned that cert, man, and um, <laughs> it's a big opiate epidemic in the country, man. There's people, like, especially in the Midwest and the South, dog, and he should even out here. People is on them pills now. What do you think about that whole Serp scene? Do you think that, like, like what do you think about that? Because it was a big part of the culture, man, and it, that shit went nationwide. Yeah, and I, I was one of the ones that were putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Troy don't give a fuck, do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the main ones that, that was that was a contributor that everybody was getting from. Boy, I bet hanging out with you would be a motherfucker. Just hanging right out here? with you, have a motherfucker laugh. Oh, dog, day. we go to Houston. Troy gonna be our host, dog. I don't yeah, wanna fuck with nobody yeah, else yeah. but him. Man. I, I had to connect with it, you know what I'm saying? And we did it, man. I say we did it, man. It was enough for us to have two, 300 gallons at a time. 200, 300 gallons? And, and how much that shit go? How much is a four? How much do man, a four go for down we there? We were doing gallons like 1,800, 16, 1,800 a gallon at the time. 1,800 gallons, that shit would be about 3,200, about now, about 3,200. Man, we, we on Gangsta Chronicles, we adding up drugs and shit. No, no, I'm sorry, man, no. <laughs> man, fuck that. No, I'm sorry. This hey, is just alleged behavior that, to any law enforcement listen. This that is what it was back then. I, I, that what it was back then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell them, if you ain't catch me back then, you miss me. You shot straight, but shot late. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. know what I'm saying? Because I ain't been involved in none of nothing, nothing illegal in shit since I got out of prison back then. When I dropped the, uh, got out from from dropping uh, sitting fat down south. You know what I'm saying? I ain't involved with nobody at all. But I did tell, I tell you this here, I bought some land up in Susan, uh, Susanville, California, right, 40 acres, and put me 72 plants in the ground down oh, there. Right. Oh, 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 so you jumped in the weed business then? Yeah, and they made me jump right back out the motherfucker. <coughs> the police called me. Police called me. My, 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 I sent my son down there to learn how to cultivate. Mm -hmm. So he down there learned how to cultivate. And you know, I, I got all, I'm paid for all the, the, the seeds, the soil, everything. We we got plants in the ground, 72 plants. Police flew the uh, helicopter over and seen that we seen uh, plants on the ground coming up. They called me, called my name is on the deeds of the land. They called me, asked me, did I know somebody on my property, you know, growing marijuana? Yep, we got our proposition 314, whatever the proposition was that, that we had to have to grow marijuana. I said, we got it. She said, well, um, I see that y'all don't have a dwelling house on the property and a 50-foot well. I said, well, we're working on that right now. So I go and find a a, a, a mobile home. <laughs> I buy the mobile home, but the same day I get it, I call the people about trying to get the the the, the well did, 50-foot well dug. Mm -hmm. Can't get no well dug, city ain't giving no permits. Oh, so that sounds like that whole little play. They got a whole little play they going play, on. They played everybody yeah, up. They had to shut him down that way, though. Yeah, they, that's how they shut me down. Because if and you so, got it, then everybody else would have been doing it. You'd have seen mobile homes and wells all over that motherfucker. Yeah, but see, <laughs> now if I knew that we need a, a 50-foot well dug, I could have dug the well time I got on the property. You know what I'm saying? It was already there when I got there. I could easily say that. You see what I'm saying? Before I start planting out. You know, it take a while to get out, get your plants start growing and get big. I could have been dug, dug a well, but it, they never said that. And so 
my boy and my son then went to the to the town hall meeting. Them people was cussing like a motherfucker. Cause everybody up there in Susanville that been selling marijuana and been growing it all these years, they never had to have a fifty foot a well dug. Yeah, you know what they saying though. I was looking at some shit the other day on TV, and they saying, man, that they taxing them people so much with this shit, man. A lot of them people going out of business, dog. They said it's forcing motherfuckers to where if you ain't got no your street connects with the shit and still hustle inside, you go out of business. They you work for them, man. Yeah, pretty much. They making it to where a lot of people that's been in Big James family owned businesses that go back generations. Like yeah. to where that's, that's what the grandpa did. That's just what they do. He said, man, they thought it was gonna be better. They pushed for legalization. They said that shit putting them almost making them homeless. Well, they sure knocked my, knocked me out the box on, on a nice grip with buying the land and you know, getting up them staying out there, living out my son, my son is a rapper here. <laughs> and I told him, hey man, dad on something else right now. Go down here in California, stay on this property, learn how to cultivate. They're gonna be our kids, 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 kids' future. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he did it, but this, the county, you know what I'm saying, made me take all them plants up. I had to take all well, the plants up. Well, it should go up. now. It's good. It should be good now. I sold the property. I ain't want to deal with it no more. You know what I'm saying? It was like. Right. Yeah, you just had you so frustrated. But you know what, though? If you could have held on to that land, Troy, mm -hmm. you, you'd have had your way eventually on that motherfucker, dog. Because I know it's people making a, uh, you know what? I just can't. <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to talk too much about I, I, it. I hadn't, I had never seen the land before. I just bought the land off, just bought the land. They came down there and we did the deeds and signed the papers here. You know, they had a notary here. I bought it from somebody down there. And I'd never been to California, never seen the land, never stepped foot on the land at all. Twice I just know said, what mission, green. I just was a, hey man, I invest, I'm a hustler. That's money though. That's money, because even with the property, so you really didn't, you lost something because of the 72 plants, of course, but you got paid for your property, and I'm pretty sure you got what you paid for it or more. No, I lost on it because they couldn't, nobody, because at the time, they wouldn't let nobody grow on it, somebody, anybody really want to buy it. That's crazy, and I bet you they're growing all kind of shit in that property now. Probably mm -hmm. now. It might be now, those, those from years back, but I, I jumped in the game. I jumped in and went at it. <laughs> Have you ever had any reservations? So you got so you're not fucking with it no more then? Uh on stocks. I, I bought a, I got a bunch of weed uh stocks and stuff like that. And I bunch of bunch uh stocks and stuff and a lot of it's in cannabis and stuff like that. Hopefully it boom in the next couple of years or something and I really get paid from it. You know what, man? One one thing I was thinking, I wish you could invest in our government, dog, because it seems like they know how to go out and get money from every motherfucking body. You they figure do. they tax the motherfuckers that go to work every day. Yeah. These athletes, the way they tax them motherfuckers, an entertainment tax. Every city you in, they get to dig in your pockets. If you in a weed game, they taxing you for this, taxing you for that. It's like, how is a motherfucker supposed to stay legit? It's hard. It's hard. You know, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? You, you, I, I don't want to rap no more, you know what I'm saying? I gracefully bowed out, you know what I'm saying? It ain't like I had to stop rapping. I just gracefully bowed out like, hey, man, I had my fun, had my run, I made some money, smoked some of the best weed, fucked a bunch of bitches. Hey, I'm good. Seen a lot of stakes. I'm good. Met a lot of people. I'm good. I ain't got to do it no more. I got a platinum plaque on the wall to show my shit was a platinum plaque. I got platinum plaques on my wall back here to show that, hey, I've been successful to me. You know what I'm saying? Would I do it again or not or whatever? I'm, I'm successful to me. I made it to me. Oh, well, yeah, you sure did, man. And the thing is, you sold a lot of records. One thing I was going to ask you, dog, how the hell did you get a print sample cleared? 
Because <laughs> motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers argue me down. I say, that's little red Corvette in the back of that record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Look at that. After we put it out, Universal got it. It's, it's going up the chart. They called me. They try, um, is that a is that Prince on red, the red Corvette? I said, "Yep." You didn't tell us. I said, "Y'all yeah, yes. ass." <laughs> <laughs> he said, they, they, "But they couldn't hear. It. Everybody can hear. Everybody can hear. Because what we did, you came on a special twelve inch of Prince that he had put out, and we took it and replayed it and slowed it down. We replayed that. That's not actual sample." Just replayed. Yeah, they replayed the hell out of that shit, man, because you know yeah, what? We, we replayed that. We remade that song like that. And then Prince was like, he heard it, you know, sent it to him. He's like, I like what they did. I don't want nothing from it. That's how Prince operates. Either he go fuck with you or he not. That's what I heard, that he, he either go fuck with you or not. And he very much for the artist, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know there's too many of them out there like that, that look out like that. Like like you, little Troy. You know how you look out for your people? Mm -hmm. Make sure everybody got money. Mm. It ain't too many that do that. Oh no, it ain't too many of them like that. And unfortunately, the ones that he was like that, they usually wind up fucked up or dead. You know mm. what I'm saying? That's a whole nother story. Cause, cause, cause Prince was on some shit, man. You know, you being in the music industry, Troy, you one of the few people that don't actually lick them at their own game and beat them at their own shit. Don't you find it odd, man? You look at Michael Jackson, all the because you know about publishing revenue, right? Yep. All that money Michael Jackson made. All that money Prince made, and them both of them motherfuckers was on some shit like we don't need no record label. We not fucking with y'all at all, at yeah. all. And they wind up dead. Do you think it was some kind of foul play possibly behind all that shit? I, when there's that kind of money involved, ain't no telling, cause you know people don't like to pay out when there's that kind of money involved, and and they had it that they had it in their control that they were they were, they were able to, they were able to take control of their own destiny at the time. And the white folks like, no, man, even to cut us out. Yeah, and then, you know, they don't like to see us cut them out. And then, and, yeah, and, and, and collectively, they owed Michael Jackson and Prince so yeah. much money that they, yeah. if they would have had to pay them all at once, they would have probably bankrupted their company. So they was just yeah. so, like you say, man. Sometimes it's easier just to go, just to go tell a motherfucker night night. No, and, well, they just prey off of our weaknesses. On weaknesses. Oh, look, okay, I'm gonna tell you somebody else that made a whole bunch of motherfucking money they, they don't fuck with. Master P. Master P made a whole bunch of motherfucking money off their motherfucking ass. He ain't off of their ass. They, ain't, they don't fuck with him. He's still doing this thing, living like he's living, still, you know, keep shit popping. And he, and, and P sold a bunch of motherfucking records, too. Right. He did his motherfucking oh, thing. Huh? He did his motherfucking thing. You know, the South is a whole, though, man. You, you know what I liked about the South, man? What I like about the South is especially when Houston was doing their things that you saw a whole bunch of black people just out there with their own shit, dog, just getting it and getting money and getting to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they used to say, I'm independent. The money we split is splendid. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> them niggas, because I, I swear, man, when Southwest Wholesale was cracking James, Baby and them used to cash money. Baby and them used to go down there and get checks for a million, two million dollars, dog. It was, niggas was getting it like that, man. Niggas that you would never hear outside of Texas, dog. Mm -hmm. Down there getting money like a motherfucker, living in big-ass mansions and shit. 
Man, I, I used to have some in the pre-orders, man. I go through them, pick up checks like a motherfucker. I just on pre-order. Or I tell them I'm finna get to work on the project. Give me fifty thousand. Give me hundred thousand. I'm finna finna work on this project before I get ready to put it out. He say, yeah, "All right, well, I know you're gonna put it out. Yeah, I'm finna put it out. I got it." He drop a check. Drop a drop forty fifty thousand dollars to you. You know what I'm saying? Cause he know you're gonna sell. Eight, nine, ten thousand records and his money back already at, at eight, eight, ten dollars a record at the time. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like the streaming right now. They get zero point zero one cent a stream and shit. Yeah, you know, shit fucked up now. That shit so fucked up. I don't. I, that's why I stopped the game. I'm like, man, I don't like this here, man. This, who who making the money off this shit? Cause the artist show ain't making the money. Yeah, not off, not off these, not off this here. When do, I'm doing the sell billions of streams, you got to do billions of streams to see some money. See I'm selling CDs. I buy a car or through Southwest Wholesale and getting eight dollars a CD or ten on my own. At eight dollars a CD, I ain't gotta I ain't gotta sell that many fucking CDs to make no money. You feel me? Man, we I'm telling you, they, they fucked the game up because them times used to be so good, James. A nigga, you didn't have to be a famous rapper. You could sell twenty five thousand units and, and have a bankroll. Yeah. So, so you say they, they 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 did it like that just to take the money out of our pocket? You know what? I, I think a part of I think initially it was just technology, right? I think you know yeah. the technology, the that the, the, the ability to deliver music fast like that was intriguing at first. Then I think them white folks saw a way that okay, it's a way we can lick the game with this because the way they pay the artists on that shit, the only people making money, dog, really every month is the streaming sites. Yeah, they gotta pay. Yeah, they gotta pay for the licensing and all that shit, dog. But they getting the, they getting money from a motherfucking title okay. every month. Once again, why would you put your shit on there? Out there like that, and you know you ain't finna get paid off. Oh, of it's, it. it's it's a couple of artists that tell motherfuckers, don't put my shit on none of them sites. A nigga want my shit, they gotta come buy it for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? You could do it like that too. But eventually, all of them dudes eventually fold, and, and they wind up putting their shit on there because they wind up they they wind up seeing that the physical game ain't there like it once was. You know, when they took the stores down, man. When I saw Warehouse Music close down, I said it's done. I said it's a wrap now. Mm -hmm. When they closed Tower Warehouse and all that shit, I said it's a wrap now. Sam Goody used to be record stores in every country, yeah. in every corner. I had a record store. Big A had one in Compton. He had Underworld Records. I had Flavor for Year in Paramount. When that shit was done, dog, it, it was done, dog. The good old days was done. The niggas, but you know oh. what though? I'm gonna tell you something. These young cats don't figure out a way to make that internet work for them. There's some young cats out there making some money. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah, some, some, some cats oh, making yeah. some bread. Yeah. yeah. But see, the uh, best thing to do is instead of put on a streaming service like that, go to YouTube and, and monetize your station, your channel and stuff, and run all your music and everything through there. Yeah, that's one of the best ways right there. That's that's the best thing. You know, Troy, I, I know you on the hustling tip. I, that's why I told you. I said, we gonna keep it G, dog. We ain't gonna talk about no whole bunch of music. We are, because it's a big part of who you are, but we're going to talk about your hustling days. You know, I'm going to go back to that Serp thing. Do you think Serp in the state of Texas is, was more valuable than cocaine at one time? Yep. To all the hustlers. Because niggas were hustling cocaine to buy, make sure they had Serp because they thought that was the coolest thing to do. You know what I'm saying? They think about you drinking syrup, that's the coolest thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you, you know, and you think you're having a good time, you're chilling, and you know what I'm saying? But no, nah, you wasn't really chilling. I remember I came home one day and I had some syrup, right? Mm -hmm. And I think my mom say, What you got in that bottle? I said, Yeah, a little syrup in here, you know what I'm saying? Sip a little syrup. She said, Oh, well, we used to put you to sleep with that syrup back in the day. We used to buy them, them little bottles, eight bottles and stuff, and give you some. Cause I used to talk all the goddamn time. We put your ass to sleep. I said, For real? <laughs> I'm she said, I'm going to tell you something else, too. 
You call yourself want to be a ladies man, right? You want to jump in this bed, and that bed, and please your lady. You better leave that syrup alone. I stop fucking with it right then. Yeah, that's so my mama told me the syrup gonna kill my nature, and it killed <laughs> a lot of these natures around this motherfucker back then. Early, man, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a wicked ass drug, dog. Because man. when you want them opioids, James, you ever know the nigga to sink some syrup, syrup and shit? Yeah. That's just yeah. the wicked shit because they have where motherfucker can't take a shit no more, dog. Yeah, they can't, they, up. they can't take a shit no more, dog. That's why they guts start getting all out here and shit, man, like that. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers, um, you overdose on that shit, you can't breathe. I don't see motherfuckers damn near die, dog. It's like they just, lungs just collapse, dog. They overdose on that what, shit. What fuck me up, though, they go to sleep on it. I don't want no drugs making me go to sleep. I want to be up. I want to be right. seeing what's going on. I gotta be aware. I gotta be on top of well, what's going around me. But when you on that sir, you you be at the red light. You be sitting in the chair. You be in the line in the water burger, and you start gnawing out and shit. I'm not doing that. Is is, is the surf yeah. is, is surf still cracking like that down there? Or is them key them the key is fucking with it and stuff? Not the look yeah, keys, but I'm, you know people. I'm gonna be honest. They still fuck with it, but I don't know what they fuck with it and what they do. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't live my life in that type of circle no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a whole so, thing. So, so my niggas that I fuck with, they don't do sir. Yeah, they, don't know, do, they don't do cannibals. They don't do that shit like that. You and, know and, and it's one thing I'm gonna tell people because I don't judge what people do, man. Um, I, I don't, I don't judge nobody's life what they do. I just wish them the best. But with that serp, man, um, it leads to where after a while the serp ain't gonna do nothing for you no more. And it's really what we doing is creating a whole another generation of heroin addicts because what yep. happens is when people can't get them, when people can't get that serp, they can't get them pills. Too much money, you know. Pills cost money. You see, pills you go pay some serious bread for those. And you know, if three or four ain't doing it no more, oh yeah. man, you can go get you some of that brown heroin, and then that's yeah. when niggas start that shit. And it's damn near impossible to kick that shit, man. Like I, we gonna lose a whole generation of people, man, if we don't wise up with it that ain't shit. Just us, though. It's oh no, it's everybody. It's the country. Yeah, on that shit, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it ain't it's just us. Bad. I think we just need to wake up and be more cautious to what. The shit is doing to us. Yeah, exactly. Because we got yeah. more to lose than mm-hmm. the, the next people. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure, 100%. Because I had a, a whole lot to lose. I had a big ass bottle of syrup dog in my cabinet for the longest. Like one of them big ass, you know, them big ass leaders they give you. Yeah. I went for my yeah. asthma one time, and they gave me that and a bunch of shit I had up in the cabinet. I took maybe one thing of that, and that shit that knocked me out so much. I took a teaspoon. And was sleep for like twelve hours, dog. Still got it, uh, man. That motherfucker, dog. <laughs> that shit gone. I'm about to say, no, oh, come on, I'm gonna tell you what happened, way. right? I tell you what happened. Now this shit had been sitting in my cabinet about four or five years. One of the homies come by, and I take the shit out because I'm looking for something else in the pantry, right? And he see that he say, "Still, you know what this is? You got right?" I said, "Yeah, I know what it is." That purple. He said, yeah, he said, he said, let me get it, dog. He, he pulled out some money. I said, man, I, this shit three, four years old, dog. This shit probably ain't no good no more. Shit, you know, I let him go on and take it, dog. But shit, you know, it's like, man, he that like that was something. All he had to do is shake that shit up. See, Troy thinking, Troy said, I would have went out there. That motherfucker would have been gone. Man. That'd have been gone. Hey man, I can I can imagine what it's like hanging out with you, bro. I uh just a free spirit person. You know, I, I know you be out there having a good time, man. I know you be having a good time. Well, I, I have a good time here and there. You know, I done got married and everything, and I got a beautiful, beautiful wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? We take care of a lot of business, you know what I'm saying? I 
last year I went into a rental car business and bought a bunch of rental cars and stuff. So I've been renting the rental cars. I did um, two months ago. But three months ago, I went to truck driving school, got my CDLs, and bought me 18-wheelers. So I'm finna buy a couple more 18-wheelers and stuff and hustle them, you know? You're a businessman. Man, you talking right up James Lane. I'm serious, Troy. We gonna come down there, dog, in the next, when we get this, that's what we do, James. When we get this other situation closed, we need to go down to Houston, dog. Man. We need to go down to Houston and do this live. Troy, you, you cool with that? Yeah, that's cool. Hey, James, I ride a bike too, man. I got two of them. I got a, 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 a 08 Heritage Softail. It's my, it's my slab bike. Big big front end on it. Yeah. H, fan music. Uh, uh, bag is on the back. Uh, 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 tails and everything. You know what I'm saying? Man, you, ain't, got, you ain't never did no club? Nah, then I got a, a twin twin road glide too. Okay. We all we finna ride tomorrow. We leave tomorrow evening about four o'clock. We ride into Atlanta tomorrow. Oh, okay. Hey, you know, man. we need to Same do trip out there, brother. You know, we yeah. need to do those James. We need to get with Troy and start the Houston, have him do the Houston version of the, of the stuff we got out here. Yeah, nah. well, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, Getting back, I know you don't want to do no biker shit. I had a podcast. I had a podcast right here. This was the background of my podcast. Sure, I started working on my doors right here. I had a podcast. I started, and then the COVID hit, and I didn't want people coming to my house. I didn't want to do all the <laughs> thing. I really wanted to do it in person, and I had different people lined up, and then I just stopped doing it. You know, with me, I start something. If I ain't feeling the next week, whatever, I can that project. Do something else. I'm, I'm talking about getting on them motorcycles, man. Yeah, he was talking about motorcycles. Rides, motorcycles right? Oh, oh, yeah. I, but you know I, ain't trying to do, I ain't trying to do no club, though. I got. I know everybody down there, all the clubs. Right. I'm not I'm not in the club. They be all asking me, man, you ain't even got to prosper. Just come in, Troy, come mm -hmm. ride with us. Yeah, I, 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 I but that's about it. See, Troy, one of them niggas that niggas want around, no dog. Troy, the type of nigga you want to kick it with. Yeah. 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 I, I don't be uh, want to, you know, I just want a free spirit ride when I want to ride. That's you right. I mean? That's the best. Yeah. That's the best time where you go where you want to go and and just take your time getting there. Well, big dog, I'm yeah. gonna tell you this: when we come down, we damn sure go recruit you. By the time we leave, you are gonna be talking about well, when we go open up the place. We gonna get it cracking. They go. Uh, I don't know. If you can see it, but now you gonna be just with that damn thing. Now, what the damn camera? No, you can't see it anyway. That's my slab bike right there. With yeah, the I see it. It, it say the, in the back on the two impact. It say short stop. It say a ball of shot collar. It okay. light up at night when you're going down the street. It light up. Yeah, see, you got some yeah, shit. Yeah, you packs, all that. I mean, I'm, I'm, we ride. I ride, have fun, but that's about it. I ain't trying to... What kind of music it. you got on that thing? I, I got uh, four tens, four six by nines, and four five, five by eights. Huh. You out there beating down the how block. Many, how many amps you running? Three. Three amps? Yeah. Running bad. I one got one. Set. I got one, 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 one for the the, the four tens woofers. Yeah. One for the four six by nines and one for the five and a, a quarter, uh, in, in the fairing. Right, right. I'm running two. Yeah. That's, that's my goal. We ain't be bumping. Yeah. I mean, my uh, road king. That motherfucker. I, it sound better than everybody that got 19 speakers on their bike. It you probably know what I'm 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 thinking about redoing mine because I heard some other people that was jamming. I'm like, damn, that nigga hitting me. Got me. Damn. But then I don't know if my shit tuned up right. You know what I'm saying? You got certain places that, that, that know how to tune tune the music up right too. So, but I'm happy with it myself. Right. Well, I'm happy with it myself. And I, when I'm riding down the street, my baby on the back, 
we come like the seal, you know what I'm saying? My, I, my shit up like the seal. Right. <laughs> I come out like I'm an easy rider or something, you feel me? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, Troy, so we appreciate you, man, because I know it's late over there, dog. We appreciate you coming on here and shopping it up with us, big dog. Where can man. the people reach out to you at, man? Is, is Lil Troy even active online? Like, where can they get at you at, man? Yeah, I, 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 I jump on every so often and, and say something here and there. Uh, Lil Troy OG, that's it. At Instagram, Twitter. I don't know be on Twitter that much ever, but I've been on Instagram and Facebook. They can hit me up on Lil Troy, too, on Facebook. That's about it. For sure, you know, I, I don't just I don't just post a lot of shit all the time. If I do post, I done went and did it and came back, then I posted, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, right. I'm going to go to Atlanta trip. I won't post nothing when I'm down in Atlanta. When I get back, I might throw some pictures up of <laughs> uh, 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 the Atlanta trip. They be like, man, you out of town? Now I'm back now. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Just doing your I just shit, don't nobody know where I'm at all, all the time. You know, I don't just post up every time I go somewhere. Everything I do, I don't live my life on on on, on the ground. Yeah, you, you damn sure can't because what with, with these people don't know, they got some cash dog they could find up. When you post the pictures of you eating over here and there, niggas could pull up your pictures and find out where your location is at and come pull up on you. Right. Yeah. Well, you yeah. get you take that ride to Atlanta, you be safe and keep them wheels down, my brother. Keep yeah. the music bumping and keep cracking. So, yeah, you know, man, you be safe out there. All right. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all having me on this show, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't, wasn't finna do it at first, you know what I'm saying? Man, I'm glad <laughs> you did it, dog. That's, but that's what made me want you even more, when a nigga don't want to do some shit to be on yeah. the thing. Yeah. I said, man, come on, tell her we cool. And I had to tell him, I had to pull my boy Mix's card out. I said, man, I'm Mr. Mix's homie. Hey, but see, I live a different lifestyle now. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I don't just be out trying to do all the podcasts and all this here being... I, you know, I got to be at every show they go on that people don't. I don't do. I mean, I enjoy my life. I'm 55 years old right now. You feel me? So, but don't you think that 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 this this right here, this show right here, a lot of people is going to be enlightened by what you said. Yeah, and everybody going to be able to see that you can still be a gangster without the bullshit and yeah. still make your money and do your thing. For real. Yeah. You know I what I'm saying? That it, it just... I guarantee you, know, they, you that. I guarantee you, they're gonna be yeah. like, "Oh man, that little Troy, man." Okay. They've been they've been asking me to do a movie about my life. They you know when I got a people that they call me, I help you do it. I will help you write it. I will help produce. I do whatever. I don't say. But my wife even saying, you know, they try to get me to do the TV show. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, nah, I want to live my life on a, on a, on a TV show. I don't want to do that. But I really want to, my grandbabies to tell my story. Now she said I'm wrong for that because she said you need to tell your story in in the first person because you know more of your story than they gonna ever know about you. But that that means they just gotta do a lot of research and find podcasts like this here. No, you gotta yeah, you gotta leave a blueprint though. You gotta leave them. You gotta leave them. You gotta leave them with that that diary of little Troy. So when they get when they read the diary, everything else is easy because they already got this right here. Yeah. So just I never, about, I, I never thought about that, you know, leave a diary form for them for them to put the story right. You know, I, I, my wife say, baby, you, you done did so much everywhere you go. Look, I'm telling you right now, you know, we have to wear masks right now everywhere we go, right? Mm-hmm. I have on a mask on, hat on, everything. What up, OG? What up, Little I'm like, oh, boy, I can't be out. I'm glad I ain't robbed y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rub or do nothing to nobody because motherfuckers just know me. I guess by my eyes or whatever. Hey. I'm I be out of town. I everywhere we go, people be like, 
that's OG. Hey, what's up, Detroit? How the hell you know me when I got a mask on, bro? The way you wear your hat, the way you walk, you know, everybody got their own signature walk. And they 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 know who you are. It's just... Ain't nothing wrong with it. God damn it. I let y'all I let this goddamn cigars back place close. Uh oh. Oh man, I, I smoke cigars. Well, man, let me let you go on and get get to the cigar. Cool. I'm like, I go too, hey man. I appreciate this, bro. Man. I'm tell Kansas, hey Kansas, you know, good looking out, me y'all good looking out, man. You know, like I said, first of all, first I'm gonna do it, but he told me who it was, and good friend of his, and this and that, and ain't gonna be no bullshit ass podcast. I said, all right, man. All right, let go. me ask you too, man. You glad you did it, big dog? Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you came on, dog. I told you it was gonna be some grown man shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was. You know, I appreciate it, dog. Hey, hey, and let's set up something, though, dog. We, me and James go here, Houston, dog. Like, and usually eight on the show, eight is coaching football, and um, they in their little two a day stuff now, so they practicing it now at this time. But um, we will come down to the Houston, dog. We want you to be the, you know, the whole catalyst of that. You know what I'm saying? I hope y'all like. And uh, if y'all ever want to do a football, you know, I got a little league football team too. You know what I'm saying? I got a little league too. I sponsor. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, man, let's set something yeah. up. We we set a game over eight each team and your team. Nigga, I don't want a Super Bowl. To, uh, I took four teams to the Super Bowl. Two of the teams won the Super Bowl. Is that right? Man, yeah. I, I don't know, man. We bring them California boys down there. They go bring the noise, dog. I, they yeah. say Texas got yeah. some ballers, though. I, I know y'all Y'all team probably got uh, 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 driving records and shit. The records and shit. Y'all got to bring some guys <laughs> and shit. No, we ain't, do, we ain't doing no shit now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We going to come down, Troy. I'm actually, man. I appreciate you, big bro. All right. All the time. All right, for sure. Peace. Okay, that concludes another episode of Gangsta Chronicles podcast. We had a homeboy, little Troy, on the other day, man. James, Troy, Troy a cool brother, man. 100. 100. One all day. He won the, um, you, you know how I feel about doing a bunch of rappers now, dog. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's so many layers to his story, dog, and I think he should put that story out well, there, dog. See, a lot of people fail to realize that each man out there, each every individual has their own life, has, has a story to their life, every last one of us. And it's going to be different. You know what I'm saying? Some of them are just like his is. You know what I'm saying? Like when people say how my story is, you know, you, you just got that handful that, that can teach everybody in one sit down. Yeah, for sure. There it is, down. man. And, I, and I'm glad he did the interview, man. Little Troy, y'all. Well, that concludes another episode of the Gangster Chronicles podcast. Be sure to download the iHeart app and subscribe to the Gangster Chronicles podcast. For Apple users, find that purple mic on the front screen of your phone, subscribe to the show, leave a comment, and a rating. Executive producers for the Gangster Chronicles are Norm Steele, James McDonald, and Aaron MCA Taylor. Our visual media director is Brian Wyatt. Show's audio editor is Taylor Hayes. The Gangster Chronicles is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. Any questions or comments, hit us up. The Gangster Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. Peace. Be safe out there. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.